Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod. This is your host, Michael Heron. Today's guest is Lady Bunny. What? I know, I'm super excited. Uh, I've got some housekeeping stuff to do. Well, first, I guess I should tell you today is September 5th. Um, okay, a couple of things. One of them is uh, I had a drip page forever. You guys heard me talk about it on the podcast. I decided to shut it down. It's now Patreon. Patreon.com slash Michael Heron. Uh, one of the things I'm going to do on this site... Oh, I'm trying to keep it short. Patreon in general is a way that you can support creators who do uh, creations that you like. So uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, it's free. It's always free. It's always going to be free. If you'd like to support this work or the work of my compositions, my theater, all this kind of different stuff that I do, which you can read more about at michaelheron.com, a great way to help me out is to go to Patreon. You'll get uh, early releases of things. You get free downloads when my album comes out later this year. You know, all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, check that out. And I'm going to be releasing my podcast early now. So today is really September 3rd. Uh, this podcast is going live on September 5th. It's going immediately up on my Patreon page a couple of days early. I'm going to do stuff like that. I'm going to experiment with different things. If you'd like to join, you can do it for as cheap as a dollar or for really as much as you want each month. And um, that's it. Yeah. So there's that. In other news, I've been busy. Things are coming back down. They're about to get crazy again. My show, The Animal Show, is going to be at Dixon Place here in New York City, October 27th, 28th, and 29th. Tickets just went on sale. And uh, you can read more about that at michaelherron.com. And uh, find me on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, at Michael Heron. What else? Oh, I had a great gig last weekend with Sandra Bernhard uh, playing the piano in her band. I traveled with her and a wonderful person named Shira. I want to do some writing about what happened for me sort of like spiritually that weekend. Um, if you'll forgive the... Uh, forgive nothing. It was a really great weekend and I really got through some, I don't know, fear? Yeah. So uh, it was... Uh, yeah, that's going to go up. I need to write about that. Maybe I can get that done today? Who knows? Anyway... I think told you all the things. Uh, leave a review on iTunes <laughs> for a uh, if you like this podcast. And uh, you know what? That's it. I'm gonna go ahead and play you this track from Lady Bunny. It's called "The Samba Is Waiting." And following that, we'll have our interview with the great Lady Bunny.
That was The Samba is Waiting by Nova Frontera featuring Lady Bunny, who is joining me now. Lady Bunny, thank you for joining me on the podcast. You're so welcome. It's great to be here. Yay! Uh, so you've got a new show that's opening immediately. Like, uh, it actually opens tomorrow, but the podcast listeners will be hearing this a few days after it opens at uh, Stonewall, and it's called Transgester. It's, uh, yes. from what I can tell, I haven't seen the show yet, but I definitely will. It's a... Uh, Music, singing, you sing, stand-up comedy, and yes. stories? What else? What's happening? Tell me more about the show. Well, there's some uh, choreography by Xanax, <laughs> and there <laughs> is, um, you know, this show is really a, a combination of everything I've done over the years, from stand-up to, um, you know, I do like a salute to the laugh-in cocktail party scene, which is lost on some younger listeners. But um, it was a 1960 show, which Goldie Hawn got her start in. And you can consider me at, uh, to be Oldie Hawn, because I'm still <laughs> milking that act. But, uh, you know, it's like a, a spoof with dancing and jokes cut in between it. I do a lot of song parodies. Everything from Bruno Mars to Adele to, uh, you know, show tunes like uh, stuff from Rent. I do a version of Caitlyn Jenner's uh, These Are a Few of My Favorite Things, which some people have said is a little bit transphobic, um, which is actually why I want to do this show, because I am, um, even though a lot of it is just like lighthearted, you know, silly, raunchy drag humor, um, uh, the the main reason I wanted to do this show is that I am very concerned that we are not allowed to laugh at anything anymore. And this is definitely a generational thing, but, you know, I grew up performing in gay bars for a frequently, you know, late night inebriated audience. Mm -hmm. So the more shocking, the more vile, the more filthy, the more crazy we were, the better. Um, you know, we were letting our freak flag fly. Well, honey, try calling someone a freak now, and they'll have glad on your ass in a heartbeat. I mean, it's like the, with this attempt to ban, you know, words, at one point, you know, glad, which is the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, I think is yeah, what yeah. it stands for. Yeah, that's it. You know, a very well-respected organization, you know, which you know, uh, you know, has this list of words that are, you know, taboo and it is growing and growing and growing. But, but let me tell you, words uh, are the tools of comedians and comedians are very important people because they make us laugh 
at a current tragic situation they can diffuse with humor. They make us laugh at ourselves. And um, you don't take words away from uh, comedians. We need to laugh. Look at this toxic election. We oh, need to yeah. laugh right now. From the shooting to the flood, my God, the world is a mess. So I'm finding that you know, th this this wave of political correctness is really making comedy impossible. I mean, you hear about Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld, very mainstream comedians who uh, refuse to play at college campuses because the kids are so PC that they actually give their professors trigger words, you know, that they can never hear in any lecture. Well, guess what? If rape is your trigger word, and rape is never funny unless you're getting raped by a clown, wah, wah. <laughs> um, you know, if, if rape is your trigger word, guess what? You're not studying about history. You're not studying about, you know, a lot of things. And it's like, I thought that my dad's a college professor. Surely the, the goal is not to tell your professor what you're going to learn, but to open your horizon. And what kind of coddled baby is going to, you know, graduate from college, you know, after having chosen their own curriculum? And then what I, I feel sorry for the meltdowns they're going to have when they get out in the real world when, um, you know, uh, the 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 uh, you, you see someone on the subway, and you know they you're, you've got tons of bags in your hands, and you know you you're looking for that last seat, and some rather large lady, um, you know, takes that seat, and you're thinking in your head, fuck that fat bitch, or fuck that black bitch, or fuck that old bastard or, you know, I mean, th this is what goes on in your head it, to, to try to say that these, you know, that this is fat shaming or whatever, you know, is so ridiculous to me. You know, it, it, it's, we've, we've created like an oppression Olympics where everyone is a victim and look at what comedy is. Look at someone like Lisa Lampanelli, Don Rickles, Bianca Del Rio, their whole goal is to look around in the room, see, you know, who has a, a silly outfit on, who is obviously gay, who is obviously trans or a person of color, and mercilessly pick on them until the <laughs> entire room is laughing at their expense. So th this is something that we've enjoyed for, you know, many, many decades, insult comics. And I myself am not an insult comic. There's not that much, you know, um, where I actually pick on audience members. Um, but I am getting shit just for discussing some, uh, you know, topics which are considered taboo, like Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, someone said that one of my numbers, you know, about Caitlyn Jenner was transphobic. I'm like, no, it is not transphobic to make fun of someone who is trans. That is comedy. Transphobic is to see someone who is trying to pass as a woman on the bus and, and, and yell, hey, everybody, that's a man. Get her. That is transphobic. <laughs> it is not transphobic to make jokes about a public uh, you know, figure. No, that is not transphobic. And 
you know, it's like, as I mentioned in the show, you remember the Saturday Night Live skit where the brilliant Julius Winnie played Pat? Of course, who was yeah. of indeterminate gender? Uh-huh. We couldn't have that today. You know, everyone was hemming and hawing because they didn't know how to address Pat because her sex was unclear. This would send people off the rails now. Yeah, it's like I love you know? I, I love that you're talking about this because in a way I was like, you know, I might like to ease into this topic. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> here it is, which is great because I knew that your show had references to this sort of idea of things being too PC. Am I am I phrasing that right? Yeah, well, well, I mean, too PC or just a change in the way that we look at things. For for example, do you remember in Living Color the two black queens who gave movie reviews three snaps up okay were they using uh homosexual stereotypes of course was it offensive no gays and straights look forward to that more than any other part of the show but since then you know i mean people would have connections over that kind of stuff now and i just feel that the world needs to laugh and i'm tired of everyone being so precious you know yeah so i think i know your answer to this but i'm going to ask it anyway um in terms of like there i know that there's some animosity between uh, the trans community and the drag community regarding words like tranny and she male and that type of thing i'm i think i can guess where you stand on the use of these words but do you have anything different to add well, the, 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 the use of the, the, the word tranny, I go into quite a bit in the show because I learned that word on the UK club scene where it is used interchangeably as a greeting, not a slur, as a greeting for anyone who is transsexual or what I am, a transvestite. So, um, I mean, trans, the prefix means cross. So transgression or transformation, or it just means cross. So um, this was never a slur to me. Someone just decided that, oh, no, no, you can't use tranny and shemale anymore, and now they're pitching a fit over it. Well, there's also someone who's screaming, oh, no, 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 you can't use plastic bags anymore because there's an ocean you know, there's an island, you know, in the ocean, Pacific Ocean, the size of the country of Brussels, you know, or, or, or American Indians saying, no, you can't put this pipeline on our land. Honey, there's people screaming up and down about their valid concerns. But what do we do? We look at their concerns and we say, how does that's their life? That's what they want. How does that figure into my life? And I just feel like right now um, we have become uh so uh the 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 focus on using the correct pronoun is actually stifling discussion because people don't know where to begin you know maybe they are horrified by um you know videos a cell phone videos showing policemen killing black people but they don't exactly know how to even begin talking about it. They sense that, wow, you know, um, everything that black people have been saying about police treating them unfairly, I am now seeing to be true. And 
but but you know it 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 turns into this little big Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter thing, and it's just like it, it, everyone is so focused on these words. My what I hope people take away from my show is that I make fun of everyone mercilessly, from you know myself, my weight. Um, you know, and, and this fat shaming thing, you know, what, what, what is, what is this? Listen, honey, if you don't want to hear any fat shaming, guess what? Quit eating so damn much. I mean, (laughs) this is just the way it is. I mean, where, where did all this stuff about shaming come from? It's like, is it wrong to point out that someone, uh, who is heavy is fat? Because comedians do that all the time. Sometimes they will even gasp when I tell a weight joke about myself. And it's like, are we not allowed? It's really interesting. I was just random Facebook story. I went for my yearly physical and my doctor gave me like legit side eye and said, so what's going on with your weight? And I was like, ah, shit, I guess it's worse than I thought. And uh, I posted that on Facebook that he said that and a bunch of people chimed in with like, Oh my God, I can't believe he was so rude. And I, and I was like, he's my doctor and I'm fat. Like <laughs> it's his job to tell me like, this is unhealthy. You need to change it. You know, it's like, I, so those, that's a point that I feel like sort of fits in with what you're saying. Like people were so like freaked out, but that's his job. Well, right. The, I, that, that is, you're exactly right. And, 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 and you're paying him so that your health, you know, it, you know, is, is okay. There was an interesting thing happened. I do not remember this lady's name, but um, she was billing herself as the Queen of Mean from England, and she's a a very conservative gossip columnist. So several months ago, Kelly Clarkson had a new album out, and Kelly has gained weight. Well, this Queen of Mean, uh, you know, got uh, headlines over uh, saying a, a tweet which said, it looks like Kelly Clarkson ate her backup dancers. <laughs> well, that's a very old joke. But, um, you know, they went to town on this. And I remember, um, you know, uh, seeing uh, the, the Queen of Mean or whoever, whatever her name is being interviewed on an entertainment uh, tonight show and honey, they really picked the wrong one to ask. First of all, Kelly Clarkson said, honey, I'm not bothered. I've had two kids. I want you to listen to the album. Don't, don't worry about what this bitch says. Cause it's not bothering me, but they got the, the bitch on, uh, like entertainment tonight or something. And they were saying, Oh, but how could you, you know, fat shame, you know, her, you know, and, 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 and she, the, the woman was like, well, look at her. And, um, you know, they were like, the anchors, male and female, were like melting down. But, well, you've got three young girls. What if someone were to fat shame them? And she said, but they can't fat shame them because they aren't overweight. They don't overeat and they exercise regularly. And they're never going to cost everyone's health care costs to go up because they have heart disease and diabetes. So I was like... This is a larger issue where, of course, you know, that, that, that touches on, you know, Mayor Bloomberg putting a cap on, you know, 32 ounce, uh, you know, sodas, because one of the reasons that America is obese and I'm fat myself um, is that we drink these giant sugar drinks. So it's, it's the debate over, you know, the nanny state of should the government be allowed to tell you 
you know, what you can eat. And a lot of Americans say, fuck, no. This is also came up when oh, Michelle Obama, um, you know, actually had some positive results getting some of the sugar and fat out of school meals. But um, at the same time, the, I, I saw a, a lady on CNN being interviewed about weight, and there was a, a big black girl who said, well, I'm, I'm big, but I'm healthy. And then they interviewed the skinny, you know, white nutritionist who said, well, actually, you aren't. You're at risk for heart disease. You know, diabetes is very common in the black community. And all this. So, I mean, there's a larger issue, issue here of do heavy people make our health care costs go up for everybody? I mean, the same could be said of smokers. They're taking a risk which everyone knows. The same could be said of people who use unsafe sex and may contract, you know, um, AIDS or other STDs. So it's an interesting, you know, dialogue, but I just think that so many times the dialogue is being shut down by people who are too, you know, pressed. Did you know that, that gender bender is considered hate speech by GLAD? I'm sorry, but Prince and David Bowie and oh, Frankenfurter yeah. from Rocky Horror Show, which Laverne Cox is playing, all, all, all those are gender benders. So there is nothing wrong. Sylvester, Grace Jones, they're gender benders. They're, that is not a slur. That is not hate speech. Yeah, even Annie Lennox was called a gender bender, yeah? When, like in the early days of the Eurythmics? Yes, I mean... And, Androgynous, it you know, was cool. It is not a slur. So I'm not quite sure where um, where everyone is getting so high and mighty. Sometimes I think that you know we kind of got the gay marriage thing through. So these uh, large gay advocacy group, we can't even say gay anymore. It's LGBTIQA, and I don't even know what half of those stand for, but I go through them. LMNOP. You know, we we go through those in the show, and I ask people if they know, you know, what, um, you know, what these different letters now mean. And you know, when it comes to Q, nobody knows what that means. And I say, well, it's questioning. And baby, if you are questioning whether you are a, a part of our community, because sometimes it's hard to come out. If you're questioning that, please come by the Gay Center for Fellowship. Please, you know, there's HIV services, there's, there's whatever you want to, but I am questioning the sanity of a community that has to change its name to reflect somebody that doesn't even know if they're in the fucking community yet. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just so precious. I mean, I deal, I, I perform at, at, at gay community centers and gay, pri- they are all tearing their hair out over this precious language and they don't even know i did something in chicago they didn't even know what they should call their own bathroom mm. yeah so like uh, go ahead go ahead sound like you had another point no you go ahead i, I mean the, <laughs> you know the the, the I, i'm not saying that trans people don't have a a rough struggle both internally and with the outside world where there's you know uh often violence murder you know, the, 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 they're, they're, they, they don't have an easy life. Some, some can't work in the, in the real, uh, uh, you know, workplace. 
Um, and you know, so they, they, they live in an underworld of prostitution and stuff. I'm not saying that they have an easy life and that they should, you know, be like the number one target. But if you're going to trans is kind of the last taboo, you know, we, we, people, even Republicans can deal with, with gays. And I like what Bill Maher said, which was, you know, opponents of gay marriage are just like fans of the Beach Boys, literally dying out. So, mm. you know, trans is kind of the last, you know, taboo. And I don't mean to suggest that they have it easy, but I'm just saying, well, if you're, you know, in the LGBT, you know, whatever it is, community, um, you know, gays have been through quite a bit of AIDS and bashing and discrimination as well. So, but yeah, we main we, we maintained our sense of humor. I mean, what do you think got us through the uh, the AIDS generation? And one thing that I say that really resonates with older gays who you know like uh, you know me, I never knew that I would would not die of AIDS. I mean, I kind of assumed because I was a slut, even though I tried to be you know safe, that I would die. But I do a version of I'm still here. And in it, I say, my generation fought for medicine for AIDS. Your generation fought for uh, fought, fights over silly names. And it's like, wow, what an elegant problem. We thought we were going to die. You are sitting here thinking, oh, no, I'm genderqueer. Oh, no, today I have a mustache and a lipstick, so I'm non-binary. Or I'm a zir, or I'm a z, or I'm a what? You know, <laughs> If you treat people with respect, with respect, the labels do not matter nearly as much. You might get a pronoun wrong, but um, you know if you basically introduce yourself to someone as, as as someone who respects them, then they can just explain it to you. Where the the issue comes is that we're not meeting each other. We're on social media, so. Um, you know, there's no tone in an email unless you use emojis, which I'm too blind to even see what they are, except for the eggplant one, which I know means big dick. But um, <laughs> the, 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 when you just type something, there's no tone. You might be being sarcastic or playful, but I mean, the, the, the angry, uh, it's so bizarre to me that the trans community and uh, the drag community would be at odds because uh, we're very different, but there's very, also very many similarities. And as someone who feels, you know, that 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 uh, that I revere trans people, but I'm not going to let some newfangled uh, political correctness, uh, you know, take away the words that have been part of my gay culture, you know, since day one. Um, it, 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 it it's very distressing and. You know, I, I don't know where it ends because Laverne Cox, who I know, you know before the transition, now you know I, I respect her a good deal. She is uh, claiming, as are many other trans activists, that uh, if you misgender someone, i.e., call a trans person who, uh, who is living as a woman a man, mm-hmm. th- that is violence. And I'm sorry, that is not violence. Sticks and stones may break my bones, you know, and and, and words may hurt you, but it's not violence if you use a word. So they're they're formulating these 
you know, theories that I just disagree with. And if there's someone like Caitlyn Jenner, who the gay community, uh, you know, and these big organizations like, you know, GLAD uh, held up as a role model, and then she's reaching out to the Republican Party uh, to be Ted Cruz's trans ambassador, the most rabid evangelical candidate that we have, honey, I, tr- I respect Caitlin's transition into anything. I just wish she transitioned out of the Republican Party that seeks to destroy the right of the LGBT community. The stupid bitch is trying to join. And uh, Glamour Magazine calling her uh, woman of the year. She hasn't been a woman for a year. I mean, <laughs> we, can, we, can, we, we don't need role models like that who are bullshit reality, you know, uh, publicity stunts. I mean, you can, you can show a scene on I Am Kate where she puts up a card table and passes out condoms for five minutes to try to say that she's an activist. I'd rather see an a, a, an a, an activist I respect more is somebody that is not a star that delivers you know meals to people that are sick with AIDS or takes takes their dogs out for walks. That's more of a hero than somebody who wants to make money off of a show misrepresenting herself. Woo! Yeah, it's uh, all this stuff. Is, <laughs> it's so interesting. Uh, I love how passionate you are about these things. One of the things that like hit me, and it's something you said early on in this conversation. Uh, oh God, now I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, it was like saying that transphobia is seeing a trans person on the bus and saying, "Look, that's a man. Let's get him." You know, like I, I, I yeah, I, a lot of the PC stuff. I sort of, I do feel behind, and in in some ways, I am beginning to notice where I'm overdoing it with like. My perception, and and I think the point you're making is that when we're saying things with kindness and respect, and having a conversation, you know, like a lot of that stuff, like like what Laverne Cox is saying about that that being misgendering someone being violent, shuts down the possibility of a conversation. You know, like you can't say you you can no longer say, oh, but I don't understand because you've just been accused of being a violent person, right? Right, right, exactly, and and you know it it it. Listen, the same evil bastard who is homophobic or transphobic or whatever. Listen, they are going to bash uh, Laverne if they want to get at someone within the LGBT community, and they've had a few drinks and broken up with their girlfriend or whatever. They're going to bash a trans person on a dark alley. They're going to bash an, a, a a drag queen. They're going to bash. An, uh, an, an obviously effeminate gay male or a butch lesbian on the side street the same way that they would bash a trans person. Can our community please stop this infighting and fight the real enemy, the oppressors who would actually do a actual physical harm or take our rights away in the form of legislation? With this, uh, you know, trans uh, bathroom bill that they have in North Carolina, but also even a vote coming up on a proposition like that in liberal Seattle. And, you know, I was just in North Carolina and Seattle and didn't know where to use the bathroom. But luckily, um, you know, my extra strength depends enable me to go pretty much any time anywhere I want. They will, they will <laughs> never let you down. Those extra strength depends. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, it, to, to see this whole 
uh, uh, thing. I mean, what about the similarities between transvestites and or, or drag queens, which I am, you know, and, and transsexuals? What about the similarities? I mean, I've worn women's clothes to work for 30 years. I've experienced some of the same prejudices they have. And I, as someone who came up going in clubs, have seen so many of my fellow performers transition side by side at a dressing room table. Oh, okay. So you're letting your nails grow out. You're letting your hair grow out. Oh, now you're on hormones. Okay. Now there's prostitution because you got to pay for these, you know, whatever jaw shaving operation or whatever facial feminization that, that, that costs a fortune. I feel that the drag community understands the trans community and always has um, from day one. In fact, if you, um, so, so why drive a wedge between your strongest allies? Because of some word police bullshit. And I'll tell you the real deal. Tell me. There's a lot of, uh, of trans uh, people who have transitioned online that were never part of the gay community. That's fine. Maybe they went like Bruce Jenner did from being a straight, you know, male. Um, and then they are transitioning into, you know, a trans person or a cross-dresser with facial feminization surgery because he can afford it. And that's what many trans friends of mine claim that Caitlin is, that Caitlin is not actually transsexual uh, or transgendered. But there are many different, you know, colors in the transgender spectrum. I mean, this is another thing we're seeing with all of these Z and Zer, you know, pronouns, but uh, I think I've lost the, 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 the point uh, <laughs> the original question. <laughs> oh, well, but, 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 but between the drag and, 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 and the trip, I don't know why you would drive a wedge between mm. your closest allies. Listen, the gay community has occasionally with legislation thrown the trans community under the bus. Yeah. Um, you know, like they could get, you know, like um, anti-housing, uh, I mean, anti-discrimination things for housing or the workplace through for gays, but they couldn't get them through yet for trans. So they threw them, they threw the trans under the bus. That's true. They also, you know, even with Stonewall the movie, they, they, uh, you know, conservative gay men have tried to, or women have tried to belittle the role of of black uh, or or people of color who were trans in starting the Stonewall riots, which you know is 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 where I'm doing it, and and that's wrong, you know, but. There's got to be a way for us to, you know, come together because I don't see a, a community, uh, you know, advancing its own goals like stopping discrimination in the home you know, for, for renters or, or home buyers or in the workplace if we are at each other's throats trying to figure out how many letters we can add to LGBTIQA. I was shocked when I even saw Donald Trump say lgbti yeah i i because I, I didn't i thought i thought it was just lgbt i thought wow he's mr politically you know incorrect um you know but uh you know he he knows he knows the late i guess he talked to an advisor that told him you know what the latest was and in case people don't know uh you know what i is it stands for intersex which is the new pc word 
for hermaphrodite, and as far as I'm concerned, they can go fuck themselves, literally. No, just kidding. Um, but <laughs> Stop. The, 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 the thing about um, the, the difference, you know, like Donald Trump, is, is his fans will say, oh, well, he's politically incorrect. Well, I think they're using that poo-pooing of political correctness to shield their racism and hatred of Muslims, maybe of women, um, you know, and uh, that's not what I'm doing. I'm coming from the left. I'm saying I am, you know, my politics are as liberal as they come, but even I am confused over these new terms. Like I was working at a, 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 event at the Highline, and I heard these very two, like, savvy young girls who worked in PR use the word heteronormative. And I was like, oh, God, another thing I need to learn? And now there's homonormative. So it's just like, another thing is cisgender. Well, I understand that if you are transgender and you're in therapy, and you are often with your doctor referring to both trans women who have transitioned into women and uh, women who have not, then you might need a term for the women who have not, who were born women and remained women. And that term is cisgender. But to be throwing this cisgender and, oh, you've got cisgender privilege, like they're penalizing someone for being born a woman. A cisgender woman is a woman. It's a woman like my mother and sister who never desire to have, um, you know, any gender reassignment surgery. Yeah. Oh, my so gosh. It's like, I mean, you know, you don't come up with a word. If, if you're the variant and trans people are what, 0.3 point something percent of the population, you don't come up with a variant um, like cisgender for everybody else, or they're going to get turned off to your movement because you're, you're, you, especially when you're using as an insult, like die, cis, gum, and, you know, begrudging RuPaul because he takes his drag off and is cisgender. And, you know, um, you know, at, at the end of the night, it's like, you don't say, would you like your omelet with eggs, egg whites or cis eggs? <laughs> would you like a Diet Coke or a Cis Coke? You don't come up with, with the word, you know, that, that represents the vast majority, or you just look like a bitch. I mean, I understand that that might have a, 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 a use in trans uh, therapy, but to see trans militant activists saying, abbreviating it to Cis and saying, die Cis scum, I don't think that... Point three of the population is going to win any allies, which they do need, by creating a slur for 99.7% of the rest of people. You know? Yeah. Whoa. Listen, you've given me a lot to think about. <laughs> you know, I like, especially <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, I've started to realize, like, at, and I don't fully agree with everything you're saying, but I do agree with the idea that there needs to be a conversation about all of this stuff. And it is getting shut down within the community. 
You know what I mean? Like, we're not able yeah. to have a conversation because people are getting so offended, you know? So that right. I'm behind. And I love the idea of cis Coke. I'm going to start ordering that. Can I get a cis Coke, please? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Well, I mean, the, the, the other thing is that, you know, I myself, my, my sexuality is not clearly defined. If you don't know me, you're going to think, well, that's a drag queen um, who, you know, gets in drag for work. Well, actually, that's not quite true because everyone I've ever spoken to, you know, on a helpline has referred to me as ma'am. What made me in my development say, hmm, I identify as someone who speaks like this. You know, that there is something in my development that is not clear cut between male or female. And I am, you know, I mean, I, I'm not ashamed to say, and I talk about it during the show, um, you know, dating, you know, guys who think they're straight, uh, you know, from Craigslist. Um, and uh, if you really want to know the tea about the word tranny, honey, listen, uh, in public, trans activists may bitch about it, but when they get to Cincinnati, Ohio, and want to put out a personal ad on Craigslist, they're going to Google what? Tranny chasers, because that's who wants to screw us. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's and it is not used as a slur. It's used as pinpointing what these guys are looking for. So I think I am in a unique position um, to. Uh, to, to discuss this because I'm myself, listen, I don't know which word it, it, it is that to, to call myself and I don't really care, you know, what, what people, you know, call me, but is it a Z? Is it a Zer? Is it a gender queer? Is it a gender fluid? I thought gender fluid was what uh, <laughs> you call it when I have diarrhea, when I'm in drag, but it, it's, uh, you know, just what, what, what I, I am actually one of these people who is, uh, who does not conform to male or female. I've worn women's clothes to work for 30 years. My mother calls me bunny and I sleep with guys who I think are straight. I've had thousands of dollars worth of extremely painful electrolysis because I didn't feel that that beard should be growing out of my face. And, you know, this is, I know about this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not, and you can say, oh, you've got cisgender, you know, white male privilege. And while I agree that I did not grow up dirt poor and, um, you know, I certainly didn't grow up filthy rich either. Um, and I know that, you know, as someone with white privilege, I'm not stopped and thrifted all the time by the police and I don't know what it means to wake up every day and have to use the bathroom through genitals which I've despised that is rough so sure I'm aware that 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 what I was born and what I've remained is going to color my experiences but at the same time you cannot tell me especially as someone who is trying to understand and support, you know, trans rights, Black Lives Matter. You cannot tell me that everything, just because of what you perceive me as and what, you know, you think I've got some kind of privilege, you know, and that doesn't mean that everything that I say and think is wrong. 
and this is the message that we are that we are 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 telling people that their their opinions and that their experiences have no value. At the end of the day, trans, straight male, gay male, uh, drag queen, we've all got to live on this earth together. So right now we're drawing lines in the sand, and this is why I love New York because you you there's street traffic so on any given day you're going to pass a muslim family you know i saw one the other day you're going to pass someone handicapped you're going to pass a trans person someone gay someone black someone you know asian whatever but i i passed this you know uh muslim family and there was the mom like smacking the girl's hand because she took her sister's candy away from her. It's very humanizing to be face to face with people on the street because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll freely admit I left, uh, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I grew up because if you're obviously effeminate, much less in drag or honey, that bottle's going to come whizzing out of that car. And, 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 and they're, or they're going to yell, you know, faggot or, or he, she, or whatever. So, you know, even, even in certain areas, you know, in the, 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 the boroughs of, of New York city, or, you know, just outside in New Jersey, you're, you're going to get, I mean, we, we live in a bubble in Manhattan where, mm-hmm. where, you know, people are used to seeing everything, but, to, for me, that's very, very humanizing. Yeah. Woo. Listen, I hate to say it, but we're run, we're out of time. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> I love this topic okay. I wanted to sort of touch on. You, like, dug deep into it. It's really great stuff for us to think about and discuss. Uh, I want to go to, well, um, before we wrap it up, I want to talk real quick about the song we're about to listen to. You're a mean one, Mr. Trump. Can you give me a quick nutshell about this? Nutshell. Uh, sure. It was, uh, you know, I put it out around Christmas, and it's basically just a diss of uh, Donald Trump. I mean, sadly, uh, this song, at, when it was recorded, you know, as a YouTube parody video, um, no one really thought that Trump would get the Republican nomination. Yeah. which I think is uh, really, really bizarre. And I, 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 as someone from the South who knows Republicans, it's a way of life. You can say that Republicans are racist. Some are. You can say that they're evangelical. Some are. Or you can say that they're just fiscal conservatives, which I don't agree with that, you know, way of thinking, but it does make sense. It's a, it's a, it's a philosophy. Um, but I just, I, I can't understand how he can lead the party when his own party hates him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy but then, time. But then what's even more infuriating, uh, is that, you know, to see Hillary not beating him by, you know, 30 points is kind of proof that the Democrats did not run a strong candidate either. I mean, for her to even be anywhere near neck and neck with Trump, the idiot who, you know, who, uh, but the thing is, Hillary's not offering change. She's offering what, you know, Obama is, has been doing, which a lot of people aren't happy with. Trump is offering, we don't know what, chaos. But some people are so fed up 
with, you know, D.C. establishment, pay-to-play politics, that I think they're willing to take a gamble on someone as asinine as Trump. Yeah. But (laughs) when, when this song was recorded, when the song was recorded, Trump was like a joke, a complete joke. This was before he knocked out all of the, you know, other Republican candidates. (laughs) And here we are. Good Lord. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, let's do a quick, uh, you can be found online at ladybunny.net. Your show opened August 31st and it's running till October 2nd at Stonewall in New York City. Wednesdays through Saturdays at 7 p.m. That's it. I'm so smart. Got it all. Two drink minimum. My singing will drive anyone to drink. The price nineteen ninety nine is as cheap as my humor. <laughs> and, you know, the, 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 the other thing I wanted to just tell you is that we obviously got into a lot of heavy, you know, issues, uh, PC, trans, you know, politics or whatever. But I mean, honestly, that's a very high minded way to describe my show. There is an element of that that runs through it, but what I'm basically doing in the show are <laughs> fart jokes. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. What I'm basically doing in the show are 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 are, are jokes, you know, that people, uh, you know, well, I mean, it, the the last one was uh, I felt like Hillary on Wall Street. I was totally sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, I mean. You know, uh, but uh, it, it, the, 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 there is a kernel of heart in the show that I think people have really come away with, you know, thinking, oh, this isn't Bunny's usual jokes about poo poo pee pee and, you know, sexual situations. There's, there's a bit of the message. And I think it really resonates with a lot of people, especially younger people who have told me, you know what you're the way that you're saying this is really um blowing our minds because we're taught something completely different yeah i can see that uh, yeah especially with young kids who you know are coming up in this time I, I i did love one girl who said um i love that you don't shave your arms to me after the show and I was like actually I do <laughs> I just kind of had a busy weekend and forgot but girl honey, she was arm hair shaving you freedom just yeah if you want to take that as a sign of freedom and and let your own hairy arm quit waxing up how to do but I'm glad trans gestures the show for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing oh my god bunny thank you so much for coming on the podcast I'm really thrilled to talk to you well, thanks for having me, and come see me anytime as my guest. I absolutely will. Thank you so much. You're a mean one, Mr. Trump. Your heart is full of holes. Your hair's a weird contraption full of gray and orange streaks, Mr. Trump. You're one of the wealthiest people on the planet, and your hair looks like Stevie Wonder is your barber. If Stevie Wonder were an alcoholic with arthritis and Parkinson's disease. You're a racist, Mr. Trump. You're the king of bigots. 
the folks who think you're classy use their sleeves to blow their nose, Mr. Trump. Don't you dare mess with the Latinos. Because when you mess with the Latinos, when you mess with the Latinos, you're messing with my asshole, motherfucker. That was Lady Bunny. You're a mean one, Mr. Trump. Thanks so much, Lady Bunny, for being on the show today. Thank you, gentle listeners, for listening to this podcast. I know you have many choices in your downloading, and you've chosen me, and I thank you. Stop by my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Michael Heron, if you'd like to support this work and all the other work that I do, and leave a podcast review, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm trying to settle in on a good, uh, solid schedule for this podcast. I'm moving it to Mondays. And every other Monday, let's see how that goes. In the meantime, I'm creating content on YouTube. Uh, There's new stuff going to be popping up in my Patreon page. Where else? And there's a show. Oh, yeah, The Animal Show. Uh, It's the result of my uh, year of volunteering at least once a month at Tamerlane Farm Animal Sanctuary. It's an amazing place. My show is a multimedia solo show, uh, well, solo with some other musicians, uh, video, stories, original music, and who knows what else. I'm still writing it. So that's October 27th, 28th, and 29th here in New York City at Dixon Place. I would love to see you there. Say hello. Adele the places. Uh, thank you for listening.